Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Today we get to enjoy a special episode of The Bickersons. In 1961, Francis Langford and Donna Meachie came back together to reprise their roles as Blanche and John Bickerson to record a record album. Now, it had been 10 years since the Bickersons had been on the radio, and in 1951, as we have just heard, that was Francis Langford and Lou Parker. But they got back together, the original John and Blanche Bickerson, Francis Langford and Donna Michi, to do a special recording for a record album. Now, Phil Rapp, the original creator and writer of the Bickersons, wrote these comedy sketches as he had done for all of the previous radio shows. Some of what you hear today might sound familiar because Rapp reused a number of the gags and arguments that he had written for the Bickersons years before. This recording was released with four tracks, two on each side of the vinyl record. We will listen to all four of the tracks in today's episode. They are entitled... Breakfast with John and Blanche, The Bickersons at Sea, Wedding Anniversary, and Later That Same Evening. Here now is the 1961 record entitled The Bickersons. Ladies and gentlemen, Don Amici and Francis Langford in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickersons. same. Rush, rush, rush. Get up at seven, make breakfast for you, then clear the things away, straighten the house, make the beds, do the shopping, do the laundry. Why can't I have a maid, John? John? Hmm? Well, why don't you answer me, John? Hmm? You take your head out of that paper for a minute, you hear what I'm saying. Always hear what you're saying, Blanche. You do not. I as well be talking to a stone wall. Your mind is always a million miles away. Hmm? John? Hmm? I've been signed to go 15 rounds with Floyd Patterson at the Madison Square Garden. Hmm. Yesterday, the plumber found a Russian spy under the bathroom sink. Mm-hmm. I put a nice big gob of poison in your juice this morning. Hmm. Give me $7 to buy a new hat. You don't need a new hat. <laughs> the funny thing. The minute I mention money, you hear me fine. I always hear you, Blanche. What did you say? I said, why can't I have a maid? You had a maid. Yes, but how long was she with us? She was never with us. She was against us from the start. <laughs> I didn't like her anyway. She never swept behind the door. She did, too. She swept everything behind the door. The house was like a pigsty. Now, don't slow me down, Blanche. i got to get out of here. Well, what about your breakfast? What about it? It's sitting right in front of you, and you never even looked at it. I looked at it. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> What's the matter with it? I never saw such stringy oatmeal in my life. That's not oatmeal. It's chow mein. Chow mein? <laughs> Who eats chow mein for breakfast? Well, I don't know what to give you. You won't eat normal breakfast food. You turn up your nose at stewed rabbit. You say you can't stand the sight of enchiladas. And you hate meatballs and spaghetti. What can I give you for breakfast? What's the matter with an egg, Blanche? An egg. That's all. Why can't I have an egg? 
There's plenty of ducks walking around. <laughs> You're the only man in town who eats duck eggs. I don't know where to buy them. Don't buy them. I don't like to eat breakfast. I never have an appetite in the morning anyway. Where's my hat? In the icebox. Where's my lunch? In your hat. Very funny. Well, oh, no, I could have sworn I put him out last night. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Maybe he crawled up the drain pipe. Anyway, he ate all my lunch. Then you better sell the for Thanks, I tell you, I don't want that stuff. Well, what'll I do with it? Give it to the cat. You hate that cat, don't you? <laughs> I don't hate anybody. That's the mail. Get it, will you, Blaine? I have to do everything around here. Eat your chow mein. Chow mein for breakfast. Come here, Cap. Here. Here's a nice dish of food for you. Here. Go ahead, eat it. Don't let any get on the floor. Eat it. Go on, eat it. Don't bury it in your sandbox. Let me have that plate. Uh, any mail, Blanche? Bill, Bill, Bill. What's this package from Kentucky, John? Why, it's a pint of bourbon. Give me that. That's my dividend. I belong to the Bottle of the Month Club. You and that bourbon. No wonder we never have any money. What are you going to do with it, John? I'm going to hide it in a safe place. We should put a light in this bathroom. My bourbon! My shirt is all wet. I hope it's blood. Get up off your knees and stop licking the floor. Now, what do I do for a shirt? Wear the one I made for you. It's a lovely shirt. It isn't lovely and I won't wear it. Hasn't even got a shirt tail. You don't need a shirt tail. Just wear your pants higher. I can't wear them any higher. Wear my pants so high now I have to unzip them to blow my nose. Well, I'll buy you a new shirt today. You can wear it at the wedding. What wedding? Now, here's the invitation. My cousin Eunice is getting married. Eunice? Uncle Raffy's daughter. Uncle Raffy? Is that the one with no forehead who walks on his knuckles? He does not walk on his knuckles. He just has very long arms. He used to be a taffy puller. I'm not going to any broken-down wedding of your cheap relatives. Uncle Raffy's not cheap. He's a very wealthy man now, and he's invited all the guests to go on a cruise after the ceremony. A cruise. Why don't we get them for a present, John? Forget the present and forget the wedding. I'm not going boat or no boat. <laughs> Goodbye, Blanche. I got to get to the office. Now, wait a minute. What's your rush this morning? You're not that vital, you know. I know it, but I don't want them to find out down at the office. The job isn't so easy to come by these days. Well, we should find something more dignified anyway. What do you mean, dignified? I'm getting paid. That's all I care about. Well, I don't like to go around telling people I'm married to a billiard ball salesman. Bowling ball. All right, bowling ball. I still think you could do better if you looked around. Goodbye, Blanche. John? What's the matter? Fine way to leave. Haven't you forgotten something? Handkerchiefs, cigarettes, water blanks, samples. No, I got everything. I mean, is that the way a man says goodbye to his wife? Just goodbye? Oh, honey, I can't shake hands with you now. I got my fingers stuck in these bowling balls. Oh, goodbye.
like sleeping with an outboard motor. <laughs> I wish you spoke badly. Come <laughs> on, Get off your back. Go on. Oh. Stop that silly noise. Cut it out. Cut it out, Blanchard. What, what, what's the matter, Blanchard? Bad enough getting tossed around in mid-ocean without listening to that whining and snoring and rasping. It's been going on for three hours. I wish you could hear it. I hear it. Must be that fat guy in the next step. <laughs> fat guy, at all it's you. You've been snoring like a man who's choking to death. Not me. Never snore. <laughs> you snore so loud they stopped the boat twice. What for? Well, they thought the bilge pumps were clogged with seaweed. <laughs> Go to sleep, man. Oh, sorry, I came on this trip. I could cry. Why did you make me go? I made you go. You were the one who didn't want to offend your cousin Eunice. I thought you said she was wealthy, Blanche. She is. She's heir to her father's steamship line. She's a hostess on a live bait boat. <laughs> on a honeymoon cruise on a fishing scow. I still say it was nice of her to invite us. What do you mean, invite us? They're charging us four dollars a couple. We had to bring our own room. <laughs> Well, it was a beautiful wedding, and Eunice looked lovely. Lovely. First time I ever saw a bride with a crew haircut. <laughs> Wonder you saw anything, the way you strapped yourself to the bar. <laughs> Don't worry. I saw you with that bunch of no-good friends of yours making fun of the ceremony. You and your jokes about matrimony. Oh, put up. <laughs> You're a fine one to talk about matrimony. You don't even know the meaning of the word. It's not a word. It's a sentence. <laughs> Too bad about you. I suppose you told those roughnecks I forced you into this marriage. Did I ever run after you? Blanche, I want to sleep. Answer me. Didn't you hang around my house night after night bringing flowers and candy and heaven only knows what? Did I ever run after you? Listen, a mouse trap doesn't run after a mouse, but a cat won't just the same. How can you say such terrible things? I did everything I could to discourage you, and you know it. Did I accept you the first time you proposed? No. Why not? Because you weren't there. I knew it. There's somebody else. Oh, Blanche, there's nobody else. I've been a trusting fool all these years. You stopped loving me the day you married me. That wasn't the day at all. What? I mean, I never stopped. Good night. Then it's true you don't love me. Blanche, I love you. What do you want from me? Why do you scream so? Why can't you tell me you love me nice and quiet? Go on. Say it. I love you nice and quiet. Satisfied? No, I'm not. Listen, do I ever ask you to tell me you love me? Do I? Well, maybe things would be a lot better if you did. Why don't you ask me just once in a while? All right. Do you love me? No. Teach you not to take so much for granted. Blanche, will you settle down so we both can get a little sleep? I don't see how you can sleep at all on this thing, the way it pitches and tosses. I can sleep fine if you'll only let me. Well, I won't let you unless you promise not to snore anymore. Oh, Blanche, can I help it if I snore? Yes, you can. Dr. Hersey says you snore because you have a long uvula and it flutters against your palate. <laughs> Without the lights. He says he can cure it in his office with a very simple operation. Why don't you let him fix it? I'll let him fix it when we get home. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. 
What? Go on. Get up and let Dr. Hershey pull out your uvula. Are you out of your mind, Blanche? In the first place, it's four o'clock in the morning. In the second place, we're in the middle of the ocean. And in the third place, I'm not going to let that medical thief pack on my uvula. He has a baggy snare. I don't care if he knocks it off with a hockey stick. Nobody is going to lay a hand on my uvula. Put out the lights. In a minute. Blanche, what are you doing? I have to get ready for bed, don't I? You've been in bed for three hours. Every night you cream your elbows, spray your chin, roll your neck. Just when I try to get some sleep. Put out the lights. I haven't finished my face yet. Your face is finished. <laughs> no, it isn't. I have to let this grease pack set for ten minutes, otherwise it has no effect. Grease pack? It's guaranteed to make you beautiful in five treatments, and this is my fourth. It is, huh? Yes. Boy, that fifth treatment must be a pit. That's <laughs> uh, too bad about you, John Dickerson. Maybe your other girlfriends don't have to use face cream. I had to open my big mouth. What a fool I am. I go through torture to look good for you, and you reward me with insults. What torture? I just wish you had to spend a whole day on a permanent wave machine or have your eyebrows done. Why do you have to wave your eyebrows? I don't wave my eyebrows. I have them plucked. What for? Because it sets off my eyes and improves the lines of my face. Your eyes are offset enough and you've got plenty of lines in your face. You don't have to pluck your eyebrows for me. Yes, I do. You do not. I like them the way they are, nice and bushy. <laughs> Left-handed compliment if I ever heard one. Well, I'm left-handed. Throw away that stuff and let me get some sleep. I notice you never complained about Gloria Gooseby's makeup. Ooh, now don't start with Gloria Gooseby. She has to struggle out of 12 pounds of cosmetics before you can even get close to her. I always get close to her and she never struggles. What? <laughs> me, I hate the sight of Gloria Gooseby and you know it. Then why do you always stare at her? I never stare at her. Not much. You made an absolute fool of yourself the way you followed her around to the wedding tonight. It was that crazy dress she was wearing. That strapless thing with the two big buttons on it. What buttons? Those were your eyes. <laughs> now I'll bet I could have ten men tagging after me if I could afford the clothes she wears. Your clothes are better than hers. That's what you say. If you want to know something, the dress she wore tonight had a big rip in it. Oh, you were seeing things. Yeah, but she wore it just the same. <laughs> How much longer are you going to be, Blanche? I must get a few minutes sleep. I'm finished now. Good night, John. Good night. Wouldn't hurt you to kiss me good night, you know. It hurts. <laughs> Funny how eight years of marriage can change a man. <laughs> Before we were married, you'd stand in my living room every night and pucker your lips the minute I came in. Why don't you do it now, John? Because I'm too pooped to pucker. <laughs> don't you stop yapping for one minute, Blanche? Well, I have to talk about something or I'll go out of my mind. Why does this thing rock so much? I don't know. I'm getting scared, John. Where are we supposed to land? Yesterday afternoon. <laughs> I'll be surprised if we get there at all. But suppose the boat sinks, John. Oh, it won't sink. Well, suppose it does. Then it'll sink. Well, I can't swim. Will you save me? Yes, I'll save you. Why? Look, Blanche, I got a terrible neuritis in my legs. All I want to do is lie quietly so it doesn't pain too much. Who told you to get neuritis? Nobody told me to get neuritis. Serves you right for catching fish in your shorts. I didn't catch fish in my shorts. I used a rod. And if you just... What was that, John? I guess it was a wave. Must be a pretty rough sea. 
John. Hmm. I don't feel so good. Lie still. Will you tell me what to do if I get seasick? It won't be necessary. You'll do it. <laughs> it's awfully close in here, John. And this is the most uncomfortable thing I ever slept in. Are you comfortable? Hmm. Why don't you change with me? Oh, please, Blanche. I purposely sacrificed my own comfort just so you wouldn't squat. I took this bed with only one mattress. I gave you my pillow. What more do you want? I want to change. I'm not comfortable. You are, too. There's nothing in the world more comfortable than a hammer. <laughs> it swings too much. I keep rolling back and forth. Well, tie your feet to the wall. <laughs> there isn't even any room to turn over. Why did you have to put your fishing tackle up here? It won't fit on the floor. I don't see why I should have to sleep with a 55-pound halibut. Couldn't get it off of the hook, and you know it. Besides, it isn't a halibut. It's a white sea bass. I don't care if it's a mackerel. I'm not going to have it in my hammock. It bothers me. It can't bother you. It's been dead for 11 hours. Turn the fish over on his side and go to sleep. No, you change places with me. Blanche, you're just being contrary. You know as well as I do, it's more restful than a hammock. There's more air. And it's ten times as good as this bed. You'll only suffer down here. I don't mind suffering. Well, I do. I'm not going to get up there. And throw this fish out. What are you saving it for? I told you I want to take it home and stuff it. Now settle down and go to sleep. No, you're going to change places with me or I'll keep talking all night. Okay, that's a change. Well, help me down. Come on. All right. So now you got the bed. How do you climb into this darn thing? Won't stop swinging. They can't get my other leg in. Blanche, let out! Oh, are you hurt? Your face is all cold and clammy. Hey, your mouth is cut from ear to ear. John, speak to me. I'm up here. That's a sea bag. Why do you scare me like that? Get this fish out of my bed. He's used to you, Blanche. Leave him alone. John? Hmm. I gotta have some water, quick. What's the matter with you? I'm getting squeamish again. Oh, John, I need air. She needs water. She needs air. You want me to check your oil, too? Don't be funny. I can hardly breathe. Well, reach up and open the porthole. Porthole? What porthole? That little round thing with the iron handle. Is that a porthole? I thought it was a wall safe. Well, I hope you didn't put any valuables in it. No, just those eight bottles of liniment. Liniment? Blanchel's bottles were full of bourbon. <laughs> you threw them in the ocean. Oh, why did you do that? Yes, yeah, you right for trying to camouflage the stuff. I wondered why that school of sardines was chasing that shark. Five <laughs> bourbon. Oh, no, I'm really sick. Somebody's at the door. Open it, John. That's the last straw. Sick as I am. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> what happened? I forgot I was in the hammock. What do you want? You better hurry and get dressed, mister. What for? There's a big run of barracuda off the port bow. Well, let them run. I'm not fishing anymore. Well, most of the passengers are up on deck and they'll use up all my squid. Did you let us cut up your sea bass for bait? Go ahead and take it. There it is on the bunk. It's the one without the nightgown. <laughs> Thanks a lot. If you want breakfast, you'll have to come and get it now. There won't be any more food served until we get it. Sure. Oh, go away. Threw away $35 on a wedding gift. I'm losing two days' pay. I'm sick as a dog. And you won't let me sleep. Only one thing to do. John, where are you going with that fishing rod? I'm going fishing. 
At four o'clock in the morning, you're going fishing for barracuda? Barracuda, nothing. I'm going to try and catch my bourbon. <laughs> Good night, Flash. I do, too. It's rent day. It is not. Today happens to be our wedding anniversary. Well, I knew it was a sad occasion of some kind. <laughs> what kind of remark is that? Is that supposed to be funny? No, it isn't supposed to be funny, Blanche. I'm just groggy, that's all. I'm sorry. I knew you'd forget it. I didn't forget it. Then why didn't you say something? Blanche, I just opened my eyes. You forgot it. I tell you, I didn't forget it. But even if I did, you'd remind me of it. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Is that all? No plans? We've been married eight years. Don't you want to do something? No, it's too late to do anything. That's <laughs> uh, too bad about you. How you suffer. I didn't get such a bargain, you know. Okay, okay. There's better fish in the ocean than the one I caught. There's better bait, too. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But you hack away at me in the morning, and I'm so exhausted, I don't know what I'm saying. You wouldn't be so exhausted if you went to bed at a reasonable hour. I had to work overtime. Pour me some coffee. Did you get paid? I'll get paid. What time did you get home? 12.30. If you got home at 12.30, why were you so long getting into bed? I know for a fact you didn't come to bed until almost 2. I was in the kitchen putting the stuff away. What stuff? What's the matter, Blanche? You told me to bring stuff home for the party tonight. You invited a lot of your crumb friends and you told me to bring stuff. Well, I brought stuff. Did you bring the potatoes for the potato salad? I brought potatoes. Did you pair them? I paired them. All of them? All except one. It had a big knob on top and I couldn't find a mate for it. I know what you meant, Blanche. Eat the potatoes and I even boiled them last night. Holy smoke, look at the time. Where's my pants? Who stole my pants? Nobody stole your pants. I just looked in the wastebasket and they're not there. And my shoes are missing from the sink. Nothing's missing, John. Your pants are on a hanger in the closet, and your shoes are in the shoe rack. How'd they get there? I put them there. Well, I wish you'd quit throwing my things around like that. <laughs> and I find everything, I'll be late for work. You won't be late. Here are your pants. Thanks. Blanche, these aren't my pants. They're not? Then whose pants are they? That's a good question. Only I should be asking it. Don't be so snide. They were baggy, so I pressed them. Baggy. Took me an hour to find the right crease. <laughs> Be careful you don't wrinkle them now. What's the difference? I like my pants to look lived in. You're dragging the cuffs off the floor. Hold your trouser leg with your left hand and step in with your right foot. Blanche, I've been put putting on my own pants for over 40 years and I don't need you to form on the top. <laughs> Hand me my tie. Which one? It doesn't matter. I want to use it for a belt. <laughs> my suspenders are broken. Why don't you wear your belt? I'm using it to keep the soles from falling off my shoes. <laughs> you know your shoes. I know, and I haven't got a belt. Where's my shirt? Where'd you hide my shirt? I didn't hide it anywhere. Well, where is it? I draped it around the canary's cage so he could sleep. Is my shirt the only rag you can find to cover that cage with? 
hasn't hurt anything, has it? No, but I don't like the way that bird pokes into my pockets. <laughs> Every time I take a cigarette out, I'm smoking bird seed. <laughs> Why do you have to cover the cage anyway? The canary is sensitive to light. Well, get him a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> leave my shirt alone. No bird's gonna sleep later than I do. Doc, shut up. John, why must you be so mean on our anniversary? Blanche, I'm not mean. I'm worried. Business is bad. My job is hanging by a thread. Well, you shouldn't have quit your other job. You made me quit. You said it wasn't dignified selling bowling balls. You were embarrassed to answer when people asked you what your husband sold. Well, it sounded like I was trying to start a fight. That's no problem for you. <laughs> I gotta go. Here. And don't forget your samples. I won't forget it. Darn vacuum cleaner gets heavier every day. <laughs> Straighten this hose around my neck, will you, Blanche? There. Now, got everything? I guess so. Uh, wait a minute. You got any money? Well, there's 50 cents in the sugar bowl. 50 cents? You can bring me the change when you come home. Now, listen, Blanche. Something's got to be done about this. I can't go down to work like a pauper every day. A man's got to have a couple of dollars in his pocket. Now, don't yell at me. I don't mind going and torn clothes, holes in my socks, but I'm not going to suffer through those lunches anymore. Well, what's the matter with your lunches? You ought to know you pack them for me. I'm just getting sick of carrying my lunch to work in a paper sack. Why can't I go to the restaurant like the other fellow? John, what are you talking about? I haven't fixed your lunch for two years. Oh, Blanche. Every morning of my life, I find my lunch wrapped in brown paper on the side of the sink. Lunch? That's the garbage. <laughs> Goodbye, Blanche. Goodbye, dear. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Who's doing it? You're doing it. It amazes me how you can sleep at all with your guilty conscience. Not guilty. Put out the lights. I will not. This is one night you're not going to get away with it. Blanche, what's the matter with you? It's three o'clock in the morning. You had a good time tonight. Now, why don't you let me sleep? I had a miserable time. It was the unhappiest anniversary I ever spent. Why didn't you show up at the party, John? I told you. I got stuck at the office. I'd like to believe that. What were you doing? Working. That's always the first excuse. If I don't fall for that, you have a second excuse, then a third, then a fourth. What were you working on? A fifth. <laughs> You'd better not be so bold, John Dickinson. For your information, I got a call from Louise Shaw. What about it? She saw you coming out of a saloon at midnight. She saw you, and I don't deny it. I'm not denying it. Why were you coming out of a saloon at midnight? Because I had to come out sometime. <laughs> John, you better give up that habit. Every time you go into a saloon, the devil goes in with you. Well, if he does, he pays for his own drinks. <laughs> Good night. Oh, no. What time did you leave the office? 
I left the office at 11 o'clock. I caught the bus at 11.05. I got off at 11.54. I stopped at the cocktail bar and bought a corkscrew and waited an hour. Why? Because it was pouring outside. What were you doing? Pouring inside. <laughs> Are you satisfied? Is that what you wanted me to say? No, I just want the truth. The truth is I was working. Blanche, I've had a rough day. I went to work at 7 this morning. No breakfast, no lunch, no dinner. And who told you not to eat dinner? I left a whole roast chicken for you in the kitchen. Why didn't you eat it? I didn't like the stuffing. What did you stuff it with? I didn't stuff it with anything. It wasn't hollow. <laughs> Put out the lights. No. Well, just let me rest. I suppose you think I loafed all day. Hmm. I worked my fingers to the bone getting ready for the party and never had one minute's enjoyment. Not a minute. Then I had to wash the dishes, sweep the floor, and heaven knows what else. I still haven't gotten rid of the crumbs in the kitchen. I thought they all went home. <laughs> Very funny. Everybody who came tonight was sweet and thoughtful, and they all brought presents. Good. That's more than you give. The Homers were here, and they brought something. The Gaylords were here, and they brought something. Hmm. Even my sister Clara was here. What did she take? She didn't take anything. By the way, Dr. Hershey came, and he left a little something for us on the hall table. You're kidding. That tightwad, he left something for us? Yes. You don't have to pay it until the first of the month. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? Put out the lights, Blanche. Put out the lights. That's the kind of talk I get on my wedding anniversary. No hug, no kiss, no affection. Not even an anniversary card. I did send your card. I told you 50 times I sent your card. It must have got lost in the mail. You're lying. Swear. I swear I'm lying. What? I mean, I'm not lying. It was trimmed with lace and had a wonderful poem on it. I picked it out especially for you. What did it say on it? Go to sleep. Well, if you picked it especially for me, I want to know what it said. It said, happy anniversary to my love. That could be anybody. Let me finish. It said, happy anniversary to my love, my wife, my life, my turtle dove. Life with you is great, it seems. I love you more than pork and beans. You're only adding insult to insult. Well, how do I know what it said? I can't remember the stupid poetry they put on those things. You can't remember anything where I'm concerned. Good dear. Can't you ever find it in your heart to pay me a compliment? Why is it such an effort for you to tell me you love me? Blanche, darling, it's not an effort. It's just that I can't seem to convince you. You know I love you so. So what? That's what I say to hell with it. <laughs> put out the lights. No. Please go to sleep, Blanche. I can't. I'm sick. Really? Are you really sick, honey? So sick I could die. It's those dizzy spells again. I get them every five minutes. How long do they last? About a half an hour. How can they last half an hour if you get them every five minutes? Don't help me. Help me. So what do you want me to do, Blanche? Shall I call Dr. Hersey? No. Well, what do you want? Are you really sick, or is this just something you're doing to keep me awake? Is that it? Maybe it is. It's the only way I can get any attention from you. Attention? No husband in the world is more attentive than I am. Don't I always offer you half the newspaper at breakfast? You shouldn't read at the table at all. And when you drive the car up in front of the house, you might be a gentleman and help me in. Help you in? Oh, no. I have to fling open the door and throw myself into the seat. Well, I slow down, don't I? <laughs> I'd like to see you act that way with Gloria Goosby. Ooh, don't start with Gloria Goosby. You'd sure be a gentleman if you had her in your car. I've had her in my car plenty of times, and I've never been a gentleman. What? <laughs> I hate the sight of Gloria Goosby, and I forbid you to mention her name again. You hear me? I'd 
eight anniversaries, and this is the most miserable of all. It's no worse than last year. <laughs> Our whole marriage started on the wrong foot. It was your idea to elope, not mine. Uh, I wanted to have a real ceremony like all my friends, but you said it was more romantic to elope. We had to be married by a justice of the peace. Should have been the Secretary of War. <laughs> you didn't talk like that then. Why didn't you let me have a big ceremony, John? I wasn't working at the time. I didn't have any money. Well, you're working now, and I want a real wedding with a big ceremony. Okay, I'll arrange it in the morning. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. What? John, let's get married. Are you out of your mind, Blanche? It's almost 4 o'clock in the morning. Why don't you say you're sorry you married me? Because I'm not sorry. You don't act like you love me. I act. I'll kiss you goodnight. I'll kiss you goodnight in the morning. Why can't you kiss me now? I'm not facing that way. <laughs> See, you hate me. Oh, Blanche, darling, I don't hate you. I'm just sleepy. Please put out the lights. Did you buy me an anniversary present, John? Mm. Where is it? Where's my anniversary present, John? Oh, you won't like it. I know I won't, but I'd like to see it. Hope you didn't spend a lot of money. I didn't spend a lot of money. Why not? <laughs> because I didn't have a lot of money. Just a little old beach bathrobe. It cost eight dollars. Eight dollars? Married eight years and you spent only eight dollars? Now listen, Blanche. A I... dollar a year for washing your shirts, cooking your meals, darning your socks, raising your children? We haven't got any children. Well, what do you want for a dollar a year? <laughs> What's the matter with you, Blanche? You've done something wrong. I can recognize the signs. It's nothing. What have you done? You love me? Oh, now, don't start that again. No, I have a very special reason. Do you love me? Yes, Blanche, I love you. How much do you love me? How much do you need? I don't need anything. Sit up, John. Okay, I'm up. I bought a mink coat. A mink coat? How much was it? Lie down, John. Blanche, how dare you go out and spend money on a mink coat? We can't afford a mink coat. Now, don't scream at me. I deny myself everything. I've been cutting down your old girdles and wearing them for suspenders. I sew collars on my underwear to save on shirts. I never spend a penny on myself, and she has to have a mink coat. You had your shoe shine last Saturday. I haven't got any shoes. I had my feet painted black. Where's the coat? Let me see it. Oh, you love it, John. It's not nearly as expensive as you think, either. Only $1,200. $1,200? Isn't it gorgeous? Well, take it out of that burlap bag. It isn't in any bag. That's the coat. What kind of a coat is that? It hasn't got any fur on it. That's the latest style. Silly, bald mink. Bald mink? How can you squander my good money for a bald mink? You take that coat back, do you hear me? I'm not going into debt for any bald-headed oh, mink. John, how can you be so cruel? Take it back. Please, John. No. Please? Uh, what's the use? I love you, John. You're the most generous and wonderful husband in the world. Go to sleep, don't you? Got to keep the coat, John? Oh, I slave and sweat to keep body and soul together. Deprive myself of every tiny luxury to make both ends meet. It isn't worth it. In one fell swoop, she squanders two years' savings. What has a man got to live for? I wish I had the courage to... I think I will. Nobody cares about me anyway. One shot, and I'll find peace. <laughs> Wonderful bird. Good night, Grace. Good night, Grace. 
Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Monday for the final episode of The Bickersons, and it's a special one, similar to today's. And check in on Wednesday for the next installment of The Bob Hope Show. Until next time, in the words of Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take.